Um, now, I'm like 100% tone deaf, but you ladies sounded amazing. So good job out there. Um, hey, I just want to draw your attention that all of you were given a folder. Um, you should have a folder. If you don't, please head out to the registration desk to grab one. Um, and there's a couple things in here just to make mention of. One is if you thought you signed up about a month ago and you don't know what your lunch order is, it is in there. I'm a little disappointed. I must have been trying to be healthy when I picked mine, so I have a salad coming today. So I'm okay with that, right? Um, you'll also find a schedule. Um, there's a notepad in there for you guys to take notes, but you'll also see some index cards. Um, these index cards really are twofold. One is, one is if you have a prayer request, we have ladies that are designated here um, that our, uh, your prayer request will be guaranteed to be prayed for today. Um, if you just want to jot it down, you can uh, put your name on it. You don't have to put your name on it. And then there is a box over there in the back by um, the couches. Over there, if you just drop it in there, and before the end of today, your request will be prayed for. And knowing the women in this church, um, it will be prayed for all week and probably continuing after that as well. So please feel free to write a prayer request down and just go ahead and bring it to that box over there. Also, let, um, as Courtney speaks, if you have questions, you can write down a question. Um, and each table has a group leader. Um, I'm a group leader over here at my um, table. If you are a table group leader, could you just raise your hand at your table so that they know all right. You can just hand it to them because um, there will be a Q&A session um, at the end for you guys. Um, so I am excited. Um, I know a lot of work has gone into today planning. Um, I'm actually looking at a lot of um, Courtney's um, decor uh, from her house that's in here. Um, but it, it is an honor, um, honestly, and a privilege to me to be able to introduce Courtney um, to you. Courtney, um, I kind of have known the Charest. I mean, if you know Courtney, she's loud, so it's like she doesn't go unnoticed. Um, but after my senior year of Operation Barnabas, Courtney um, discipled me for the one-year faithfulness program, um, and it just continued after that. Um, and so I, I owe a lot of my spiritual um, growth and maturity to Courtney um, and just how she is a woman that loves the Word of God um, and that praise, and that will be very evident today as you guys see that. Um, and the discipleship relationship, I really kind of feel grew like a, like a Paul and Timothy. Um, Courtney's probably my best friend right now, um, and so she is Aunt Cohe to my daughter. Um, and so she is just part of our, my family, um, and so I love Courtney. Courtney has... Um, she graduated from Washington Bible College. She went off to Indiana and worked with CE National, which is a church effectiveness program. And then she um, would move home. It was, she was like a tease, would move home, hang out for a little bit. And then she moved out to Seattle and worked under the leadership of Pastor Mark Driscoll at Mars Hill Church. And then she moved back home. And if you're a member of this church or been going, she leads worship. She um, does the communications um, things here, and she really is kind of the core of what put this um, event on today. So I know you guys will be blessed um, to hear from Courtney. So Courtney Charest. Like I'm back there weeping back there. I don't, I don't know what to do after that. So Stacey's dropping things too and dropping some cards. Um, I actually did have one of our gracious uh, registration team uh, people donate their folder. Did someone come in a little late and didn't get one? Uh, we ran out of them. This is available to you if you would raise your hand. No one, no one wants a folder. All right. Well, that is, uh, actually, I'll give it back to Maria then. Where's Maria? She was right here. I give it back to you. Thank you for donating. Uh, but yes, thank you, Stacy, um, for that making me cry intro. This mic. Oh, boy. Um, thank you. Oh, my gosh. Like, I can't believe it's here. I can't believe it's here, and every single seat and then some is taken. Is that not... Is that not gorgeous? I'm going to need to open my water bottle. Um, I am so glad that each and every single one of you are here. You are supposed to be here for a reason. Um, God has been super clear on what we're going to talk about, what we're going to study in the scriptures, so I know that he has a reason for bringing us together, yes? Amen. He has a reason for it. I am so excited. Um, I need to um, introduce my team. Uh, Stacy kind of said that um, this was 
uh, spearheaded by me, and that's true, but I could not have done it without my team. Are you in here, Miss Kathy? Good. I need to introduce you as part of the team. So we have a leadership team here um, at the church, a core team, and I need to introduce them. So are they all in the room? We have Bambi Walker as part of our team. <laughs> Kathy Fay. Where are my other people? So I can Abby Ferson. <laughs> Carrie Gerhardt. I'm looking around the room. Raise your hands. Dell. Dell is back in the back there. And very new to the team, Miss Ann Bennett. We are super glad to have her. I didn't miss anybody, right? Didn't miss anybody. Um, I should have been counting on my fingers with that. But they uh, have been preparing with me. They have been praying with me. They have been owning their own sections of this. The registration process, was not, that not seamless this morning? Um, that was Kathy leading that. Um, uh, Bambi has been leading a team of women who have been praying for you for weeks and weeks and weeks. Um, so we are so thrilled uh, to be with you. I should have taped this little guy. Maybe I'll do that for the second session. I need to tape this guy. Actually, Tom, if you want to find me some tape, I would not be mad at you. Find me some tape. Um, so uh, this is, I'm usually here. I should have done that because I, 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 I know what I can do with this guy here. But um, if you guys will be gracious to me, we're just kind of doing a little small group thing today, right? Just doing a little small group thing. Anyway, I'm so glad to introduce the team. I have to also introduce someone very special who's here, and that's my mom. I cannot, I can't, I, I cannot, she stood up behind you, mom, Linda did. Um, I could not uh, forego introducing my mom. Um, I have learned, yeah. <laughs> She's probably one of the most patient people I've ever met or will ever meet. Um, so I am blessed to have my mom here with us. Um, she is. She is. Uh, I am hopeful that as we created our uh, event and our logo and even picked out the title for it, it, it pricked something in you. This idea, she is. Well, what? She is what? You got some tape for me, dude. Awesome. And this is why we don't live stream, because we can edit this out. We can edit this out. This is just going to be real irritating on me, but it should be better for the sound guy. Thank you. Partner in ministry right there. Getting me tape. All right. Now you can probably turn me down. Um, where was I talking? What was I saying? She is. She is, right? So, so she is. Well, we can edit that out and look real slick when it's gone. Uh, so anyway, she is, and it's this idea we are going to talk about today of identity. And as I thought about preparing some stuff for you, and I have got to watch my time because I will keep you here all day long. Um, the issue of identity, why do we need to talk about identity? It's because identity is not a matter of if. Identity is not a matter of if we find our identity in something, but rather what. You will find your identity in something. And so we need to evaluate what we are finding our identities in. We're going to consider that today. We're going to consider that together. We're going to consider that individually. We're going to consider that. You're going to have some opportunity um, in these table groups here um, to kind of continue to process all that stuff. And in, as Christians, we find freedom. Anybody like that word? We're in America. We like that word. We're going to have different kind of freedom today when we leave. As Christians, we find freedom when we find our identity in Jesus Christ himself. Um, today, we're going to look at several things that we are because of Christ. If you are in Christ in this place, the Bible tells us there are certain birthrights, as I like to call them, birthrights as children of God that we have because of Jesus Christ. And if you are here today and you are not a Christian or you don't know if you are a Christian or you think you're a Christian but you're not sure, we're going to talk about that too. And you are so welcome here in this place. We don't come to you with any kind of religiosity, but we welcome you in to see how we kind of do life and to open this book that we call the scriptures and the word of God and our very life. One of the books in the Bible says, this calls us our very life. 
Deuteronomy 32, 47. So you're welcome here. You're welcome to ask questions. You're welcome to push back on a couple things. But most of all, I pray that every single one of us in here would be open to whatever God wants to do. Open our hearts to whatever he wants to do, wherever you find it. The most veteran of believers, the most mature uh, in the word of God, I pray that you would just let go of preconceived notions. We're going to look at some pretty familiar stories if you've been in the word before and in, in, in church. Uh, pretty familiar stories. And I just pray that we would look with freshness. That's what I'm asking for today, freshness for all of us. So our theme. So we have our title, right? So we kind of planned that about six months ago, or six weeks, excuse me. This has not been in practice that long. Oh my goodness. I'd about be falling out if we'd been doing this for six months. So anyway, no, uh, she is, we came up with the title. That was actually my girl, Ika, nailed that one for us. So she is, is the name of the event. But as I was studying and preparing this week, the theme for our event for the whole day, what we're going to look at, the whole theme. I was spending time with the Lord, not, not related to studying for you or preparing for you, but just in my own time with Jesus, just as my own quiet time. I was sitting there, I was reading, I was doing a Bible study, and the word just dropped. Just kind of came to me. I said, oh, okay. Okay, well, let me, whatever. Okay, so I'm thinking through it. I'm looking, I already had passages of scripture I wanted to go through. I already had themes and big ideas of where I wanted to take us today. But then this word came last. And I went back to the scriptures that I already pulled, already studied, already been pulling from. And it fit. 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 I said, oh, that's our theme. That's our theme. That's it. That's it. That's it. You want to know the theme? The theme is standing. She is standing. She is standing. It was so funny to me as the word dropped, like I said, and I went back and went through all the, the passages that I'd already kind of pulled and, um, of course, refer, refined it as I went along this week studying and, and tweaking it and really kind of nailing it down. What was funny to me when that word dropped is one of the biggest issues in our society right now surrounds the issue of standing, does it not? I will not make any statement one way or the other about that. You better believe that. But, but I'm hoping here, and this won't relate to anything, like, I will make no correlation to that situation from the scriptures. Don't misunderstand. That's, that's, I'm not going to go anywhere near that. I, I like my life. <laughs> I, I want to be asked to do this again, so I'm not going to touch that. Um, but my hope and my prayer is that whenever you hear about that issue, that NFL thing, sorry if you weren't tracking with me on what I was talking about, the issue of standing or kneeling, I hope this content and what God does here kind of rises up again. And you say, I know I'm standing. I don't know who else is standing, but I'm standing. And again, I'm not making any correlation to the issue there, none whatsoever, so don't misunderstand. But I hope that when that comes, this, this, this pricks again. Holy Spirit brings it to mind and says, are you standing today? Yeah, I'm standing. I'm standing. I'm standing. Our theme is standing Let's pray. Lord, I know you're here. <clears throat> I'm not moved to tears often. And I was as my friends led us in worship. And as I sang with sisters and as Stacy shared about our past together, Lord. And all that you've done to get us here to 952 on September 30th. And I pray that as we move along quickly through the scriptures, I pray that I will be clear. I pray that I will say what needs to be said and you will allow what needs to be heard to enter ears and to enter hearts and to prick hearts, Holy Spirit. May they remember who you show them that they are today. Be among us mightily, blow through here so that we cannot leave unchanged. 
In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So I looked up this word. I got the word standing, right? So I looked up this English word. And the noun, so it's, it's um, both a noun and an adjective, as you might imagine, you English teachers out there, or just grammar Nazis, which I like to self-describe. So uh, noun, uh, English definition here, it's, as a noun, it's a position, status, or reputation. Does that make sense? So a standing before someone is a position, a status, or a reputation. And I apologize if you are real media savvy and all that, and you love to see the nice flash and the slickness on the screen. That's not me. I'm in Bible study with several women in this place, and that's not how I, I just don't do that. So if you can track with me, uh, if you're a note taker, I will try to um, give you as much time to take notes as possible. Um, but it will not be on the screen, so I apologize if that's your thing. But, so the English definition, again, is a noun, is a position, a status, or a reputation. Position, status, or a reputation. The standing before someone. Does that make sense? Is that clear? So, what I, as I thought about it, again, this, this um, theme kind of came, and I just dove right in. And so much of our identities, our deepest value... Where we find our deepest value is what we would say is our identity. Where we find um, the most joy and the most sense of purpose, it's our identity. So, so much of our identities or our deepest value comes from our standing. Does that make sense? Our status, our position, or our reputation. So much of our identity comes from our standing. Here's a couple that I thought through. A position, a status, reputation. Single, married, divorced, widowed. Mom, mom of the good kid, mom of the bad kid. The one with no kids. College graduate, drop out. The thin one, the too thin one, or the not thin one. The successful one, the failure. The funny one, the athlete, the actress, the singer. The nice one, the mean girl. The shy one, the extrovert. Homeschooling, private school, public school. The good girl, or the girl who's made mistakes. The one who had an abortion. The abused, mentally ill, the depressed one, the cancer patient, the felon, the faker, the liar, the thief, the adulteress, the VIP, and the one cleaning the toilets. Handicapped, the beautiful one and the not-so-beautiful one, the one celebrating 20-plus years and the one holding on by a thread. Mama's girl, Daddy's girl, no one's girl. Single parent, the adopted one, the one who comes from a broken home, the business owner or the unemployed, brown, black, white, or tan, pregnant, or the one who just had a miscarriage, young, mature, or smart, or simple. Those are some of the ways that we can identify ourselves. Those are some of the ways that we can find our identity. Some of the ways maybe that we have in this room found our identities. We're going to look today, though. Our biblical standing has nothing to do with any of that. Anybody glad about that? Our biblical standing, what this book tells us, has, is our identity, has nothing to do with any of that humongous list. It took me almost a full page of notes to write all that out. A full page of notes. I was like, this is a waste of space. But the Bible tells us that our standing before God, our standing before God, Kelsey's laughing at me. I ain't going to say that story. You don't get that story today. Our standing before God, our position, our status, or our reputation if we are in Christ Jesus, is one of complete righteousness. Perfect. Colossians 1, 21 and 22, if you want to write that down, go back and look it up. Calls you blameless. Calls you 
blameless in his sight. If you are in Christ Jesus, Colossians 1, 21 and 22, sorry. Blameless, our standing before God, our identity in Christ, our standing, our position, status, reputation, I need to nail that down, is righteous if we are in Christ Jesus. Anybody glad about that? This is your standing before God. There is nothing you can do to make him love you less, and there is nothing you can do to make him love you more. Anybody glad about that? There's no more earning. There's no more striving. There's no more hoping. There's no more wishing. There's no more striving to just get his acceptance. It's done. Our standing our position, our status, and our reputation, if we are in Christ Jesus, is perfect. And that is beautiful. So she is standing. She is standing righteous. She is standing righteous before a holy God, not because of anything that we did, but because of Christ's perfect Life, death, burial, and then his glorious resurrection on the third day. He did it. He didn't say, now keep trying on the cross. He said, it is finished. He said, it is finished. Christ, here's the thing about standing. Christ stood in my place so my standing could be righteous. So here's what I want to do with your notes. So at the top, I kind of, so we're in, our theme is standing. And if you're a note taker, um, I, I kind of worked this out for you. Because I don't have a note sheet for you. I don't have a PowerPoint for you. So what I'd like you to do is if the top of your notes, if you want to say, I am standing. I am standing in righteousness. I am standing righteous, however you want to say that. The idea that you're standing, the noun standing. We're going to look at the adjective in a minute. The noun standing, your position, your status, your reputation is righteous if and only if you are in Christ Jesus as your personal savior. I am standing in righteousness. And then what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to draw a bullseye. Draw a bullseye with five circles in it. So you got five rings. Five rings. And we're going to look at, we already looked at the noun standing, and then through the rest of the day today, we're going to look at five things, five glorious gifts that God gives us to then stand in. So I am standing perfect. I'm standing righteous. And because of that, we're going to mark out a bullseye of all the things we're standing in. This is going to be so good. This is so good. I mean, when I was learning it, when I was writing, I'm like, Lord, you are just, this is too good. This is too much. This is too much. It's too good. Too good. Are we all tracking? We are tracking. We got to move. We got to move. All right. So the adjective of the English definition for standing is what you would think. Upright on the feet. Upright at the base. Standing. Upright on the feet or the base. Also, um, not flowing. So a standing river, right? So not flowing. A standing lake. Lastly, not movable. Not movable. There's nothing spectacular in this definition, but we are going to see a few ways today that this word standing speaks loudly and clearly to our standing, our identity in Christ. You're going to walk out of here, and every time somebody says stand, you're going to go, I'm standing. I'm, st I'm righteous. I'm righteous because of Jesus, and I'm standing in this. So what we hope for the end of the day is that we know our bullseye. We know this, and we know this. Is everybody in that? Everybody game? Everybody game? So that again, our, our English definition, the adjective is upright on the feet or base, not flowing, not movable. 
we are going to see that we are standing in five different beautiful gifts. First of which, go to Romans 5, 2. Romans 5, 2. And if you did not bring a Bible here, you are so in, in luck because there are Bibles right underneath you. The Bible right underneath you. It's our gift to you. If you did not bring a Bible with you, um, feel free to take it. We are all about giving away the scriptures. So if Consider that yours. Mark it all up, circle things, write in it, underline things. My Bible's just a mess. It's a mess on the page. So Romans 5, 12. It's in the New Testament. Actually, I'm steal one. Romans 5, 12. I'm going to find the page for you in case that's something you need. 1042. In the, in the 942 in the Black Bibles. Thank you, Carol. 942, page 942 in the Black Bibles, if that's helpful. So we are going to Romans 5.1, and this will be our first bullseye, our first circle in our bullseye. And let me read it here. Is everyone there? I want you to be able to see it on the page. I am making this stuff up. It's too good for me to make up. All right, ready? Romans 5.1, therefore... Since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God. Anybody want some peace? We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 2. Through him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we... What's that word? This grace in which we stand. This grace in which we stand. Here's the thing about this glorious grace. This grace of God is the basis that we stand in, Romans 5, 2. This grace that we stand in is the basis for our standing. Is that not beautiful? I mean, I'm sorry, I'm reading his notes, it's going, oh my goodness, Lord, this is too great. This is too great. So this grace in which we stand, the grace of God that we are standing in is the basis for our entire standing before God. Our big old bullseye you got on your notes. That first ring. Grace. You are standing in some grace. Let me take a moment to explain this grace, if you're not familiar. This grace is the loving kindness of God that sent his one and only son from eternity past and will be for eternity future. Sent the second person of the Trinity, his his beloved son, down to this earth. Made him climb into human flesh. Wrap perfect deity around skin and bones. Do everything perfectly on this planet. Yet tempted in every single way as we are yet was without sin. Lived 33 years, did about three years of ministry, healing, being compassionate, giving glory to the Father, and then when, when Passover, he gave his life as the perfect Passover lamb for our sins for your sins, for my sins. And he said, I love them enough, I'm going to go get them. I love them enough, I'm going to go get them. And he walked the dusty road called Calvary and gave his life. Gave his life. And then three days later, he rose again. And the thing is, I hope that's the first time somebody in here is hearing that. But here's the thing, if it's not, and you've heard that years, decades, it's still fresh. It's still mind-blowing. It's still the power that changes my day. What if, what if, 
almost 100, I meant to say that when I, when I came up here, almost 100 of us in here, 100, almost 100, which just happens to be the number I was praying for. So, you know, whatever, I don't know, prayer, prayer moves the heart of God. But what would happen if almost 100 of us women in here, tomorrow morning, when we put our feet on the floor, we said, I am standing in the grace of God. How would that change our day? How would that change our day? Um, we're going to flip around a little bit because I need you to see it's not just here at Romans 5. I'm not pulling this truth and making it work and twisting it to work. Go to 1 Corinthians 15. I'm going to find it in the black Bibles. It's the next book over. So you shouldn't go too far. It's 961 in the Black Bibles, page 961. I need to get there myself. One of my little things is I don't mark um, where my notes take me because you got to get there too. So it gives me the time to get there. Isn't that fair? So, so if I beat you there, then I might lose you. I might leave you behind. So I, I don't mark my Bible where I... Notes are going to take us. 1 Corinthians 15.1. This is Paul talking to the church at Corinth. And he says, now I would remind you, brothers, this idea of reminding, remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received, in which you, in which you stand. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the gospel of grace. So right there we see Paul in Romans 5 and then in 1 Corinthians 15 say, Believers, you are standing in grace. This is not a if I stand in grace. This is I am standing in grace. Whether or not you believe it, that's another question. Whether or not you stand in it with uh, knowledge and, and power, that's another story. But you are standing in grace if you are in Jesus Christ. You are standing in grace, and you are standing in the gospel, 1 Corinthians 15. I gotta take you another place, 1 Peter 5. 1 Peter 5, this is a different author of the scriptures. This is Peter, towards the end of the Bible. If you've gone to Revelation, you've gone too far. I mean, if you wanted to come back today, I wouldn't be mad about it, but 1 First Peter 5, First Peter 5, verse 12. That's page 1017 in the Black Bibles. And I got to get there. I'm finding it in the other one. I can read it there. First Peter 5, 12. By Silvanus, this was his scribe, a friend of his. By Silvanus, a faithful brother, as I regard him, I have briefly written to you. Exhorting and declaring that this is the true grace of God. What's the next word? Stand firm in it. She is standing. She is standing in grace. She is standing in grace. Are we tracking there? Is that not just gorgeous that we have the forgiveness of sins in Jesus Christ? And we stand in the grace of God. I'm going to read this to you. Um, you can not note this down if you'd like. But Psalm 130 verse 3. Again as I uh, got this word and this theme. I just kind of devoured the scriptures. You did a word study on every time I found the word stand in scriptures. It was like several hundred. So we're not going to go to all of them. Don't worry. Um, but this one jumped off the page. And I knew it was for us. Psalm 130 verse 3. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? O Lord, who could stand? If the Lord wasn't allowing us to stand in grace, who could stand? Nobody. Nobody. So sisters in this place, hear me. By the authority of this book, you are standing in grace. You are standing in the gospel. Believe it. Believe it today. Believe that the Lord is not marking iniquities. And we can 
stand. So quickly, I want to introduce you to a woman who stood in some mighty grace. Go to Luke 7. Luke 7. Let me find it in the Black Bible. Luke 7. It's one of the Gospels. It's going to be in the Black Bible, it's page 863, right? 863. Luke 7, verse 36. Luke 7, verse 36. As I mentioned just briefly, this is going to be a familiar passage to some of you who have um, been doing church for a while, have been doing the thing with Jesus for a while. And so um, look at it with fresh ears, with fresh eyes, and with a fresh heart. As we look at this woman who stood in some grace. Verse 36 of Luke 7. One of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him, him being Jesus. And he went into the Pharisee's house and took his place at the table. And behold, a woman of the city who was a what? Who was a sinner. When she learned that he was reclining at the tables, at the Pharisee's table, brought in an alabaster box of ointment. I need to clarify if this is a new story for you about our Savior, Jesus Christ. This woman who came in, it says, was a woman of the city, likely because of the verbiage that the, uh, Dr. Luke uses here, is that she was uh, likely a prostitute. It is the word um, and the idea of sinners, gross, habitual, heinous sin. She was likely, like I said, a prostitute. Culturally, this would have been uh, awkward, to say the least. (laughs) With um, a group of men, and as they did it, let's see if, um, I'm going to go right here. So the way they would have done uh, reclining at table, and the way they would have done uh, meals together, is they actually would have done this, culturally, Um, And they all would have been around the meal, kind of around talking, reclining, lounging. This is how they would have done a meal. And so this woman, we're going to pick up in the story, walks in, likely a prostitute. Uh, These men probably would have been uh, what exactly is happening here? <laughs> I don't really know what to say. I don't really know where to look. Because her hair, we can assume, because she begins to wipe Jesus' feet with her hair, was probably down, which was, again, culturally speaking, very inappropriate, probably, to say the least. But she walks in, go back. When she learned, verse 37, that he was reclining at table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of ointment, and what's our word? And standing behind him. So she would have come up behind him, as I mentioned, as I showed you guys, laying down. So she would have walked in and she would have just stood at his feet. And here's what so strongly on the page for me as I studied this. If she didn't know that she was standing in grace, I don't think she ever would have gone. It would have been too hard. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guarantee she walked in there and with the, the other people, not Jesus, with the other people, she felt less than. Who wants to feel less than? If she didn't know beyond a shadow of a doubt that when she stood at Jesus' feet, she was standing in some grace, I don't think she would have gone. It would have been too hard. It would have been too hard. I believe she would have looked at those beautiful feet. I don't even know that she would have kind of looked up his body and looked at his face I think she just kind of stared at those feet, those beautiful feet. Isaiah tells us the beautiful feet, those beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. He brought some good news. The feet that she would have known brought compassion and forgiveness and healing. The feet that maybe some of her friends had walked up to them and they had 
made, been made well. Those beautiful feet. Paul, quoting Isaiah, says the same thing in Romans 10. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Those beautiful feet. And she was just moved to tears right down the spot. Standing. Standing in grace. Standing. Knowing that those beautiful feet brought good news to her. Standing in some grace. Verse 38. And standing behind him at his feet, weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. This was so cool to me when I looked up that word wet. It was such a great, great moment. And I want to bring it to you because I looked up that word. And every other usage of that word in the scriptures refers to rain. Every other time that word is used, wet. Her tears wet his feet. It refers to rain. So I can just imagine, have you ever seen somebody just bawling? Just the tears just dropping down their neck with their mascara with it, right? It's just like, it's just rain of tears, if you can imagine. That's the word Luke chose to use. Wet his feet with their tears and wiped them with the hair of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with oil. Now, when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would have known who and what sort of woman this is who is touching him, for she is a sinner. And Jesus answered, saying to him, so he said it to himself, did he not? But Jesus answered him, right? <clears throat> Simon, I have something to say to you. And he answered, oh, say it, teacher. A certain moneylender had two debtors. One owned 500 denarii and the other 50 when they could not pay, he canceled the debt of both. Now, which of them will love him more? This is like Pharisee 101. Simon answered, my commentary said this um, wording uh, denotes kind of hesitation. Uh, the one, I suppose, for whom he canceled the larger debt. And he said to him, you have judged rightly. Then turning toward the woman doesn't say it in the scriptures, but just the physicality of it. Either Jesus just sat up, or he's laying flat on the ground and looking up at her, or, or he turns to her. I, I don't know. I don't know what it looks like, but these are real people, and this really happened, right? So somehow or another, either she's now on the ground because of his feet, which is likely. Somehow or another, they are eye to eye turns to her, turns to her. So here you go. And then turning to the woman, he said to Simon, do you see this woman? Turning toward the woman, he, or to the, to the woman, he said to Simon, do you see this woman? I need to tell you today that I believe Jesus has turned to your face. And I believe he's staring right at you. I believe he's staring right at me. And I believe he is talking to his father, who's right on his left. And he's saying, do you see this woman? Do you see this woman? I love her. I died for her. She's so See, she is so beautiful. Do you see this woman? Do you see this woman? I need to tell you in this place, and I just caught a glimpse of something. It's going to take me over, so. You are seen today. You are seen. If by no one else, you are seen by Jesus Christ. And that is standing in some grace. And that's what that woman knew. And that's how she could walk into that room full of Pharisees, people who were judging her, who were saying, you're not good enough. And then Jesus looked straight at her and said, she is forgiven. Her sins were many. Make no doubt about that. He didn't recognize the sin. She is forgiven. 
given much. And she loves much. And she loves much. Do you really believe that you are standing in the grace of God right now? Do you really believe that you are standing in the grace of God right now? It will change your day. It will change your day. All right, grace of God, stand in. Tomorrow morning, you're going to get out of bed and you're going to say, you might, might scare your husband, I don't have one, so that's, I'm okay with that. I'm going I'm to say, I'm going to say, I am standing in the grace of God. That's my, that's my first ring in my bullseye, yes? Okay, we're going to look at number two. Number two, if you're taking notes and in your bullseye, you've got to fill in the next ring. Standing in the grace of God. And then secondly, we are standing in some freedom. Standing in some freedom. Standing in some freedom. Go to, I want to introduce you to another lady. So just go a couple pages to the right in Luke 13. Looking at some beautiful women in the scriptures who are teaching us something about what we're standing in. Are we having fun? Are we having fun? I'm sorry if I made you cry. I really am, but you made me cry too. So I'm just going to have to pay back. So that's what happens. Um, Luke 13. Luke 13, 10. Did we catch it in the Black Bible? Somebody has it? 872 in the Black Bible? Thank you. All right. Uh, 13, 10. Sorry. Second point, we are standing in freedom, 13.10. Now he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, he being Jesus, to be clear. And there was a woman who had a disabling spirit for 18 years. 18 years. Some of you in here aren't even 18 yet. And that's a beautiful thing. We're so glad you're here. Some of us have seen 18 a couple times. (laughs) A couple times over. Twice. Twice for me. So... Anyway, uh, okay, who had a disabling spirit for 18 years? She was bent over and could not fully straighten herself. It's so funny. I like to do a lot of um, comparison between the versions. And the New American Standard I actually preferred because if you have the New American Standard, you see that it says she was double bent. She was double bent. And I do believe that this woman is going to look at the people who translated this version and say, "Uh uh-uh, you were wrong. I was not bent over. I was double bent. I was double bent. She was bent over and could not fully straighten herself. Again, in that uh, that New American Standard, it says she was double bent and she could not straighten up at all. Because this one says she could not fully straighten. No, no, no. Could not straighten up at all. That's what the New American Standard says. Let's give this woman her due. 18 years. Let's give her her due on what she suffered, right? So, uh, verse 12. And when Jesus saw her, he called her over and said to her, woman, you are freed from your disability. And he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight. Another version says, and she stood up and she was made straight. I have to ask you as we bring this session to a close What has you bent over? What has you, what has plagued you for years? What's been your disability? Your past? Your personality? Sins you've committed? Sins been committed against you? What has you bent over? Double bent that you cannot straighten up at all. Can you imagine this woman? This is what she did for 18 years. She flashed everybody dumb because I'm trying to do this with my cleavage here. Oh, goodness gracious. So we're going to have to edit that out. Oh, my. Okay. So anyway, uh, edit that out for the podcast. Pastor Bill cannot hear that. Okay. Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> I'm going to get in trouble with that one. Anyway, so this was her life. This was it. If she wanted to engage, this is, the, this, is this. This is the life. I mean, I just probably would have given up. This is what I'm doing for 18 years. Staring 
at ground, dusty, dirt, dung. This is my life. I have to ask you, what has you staring into dirt? What has you staring at people's feet all day long? Because you can't bear to look at their face. What? What? Do you need to be freed from? Because we're going to go to Galatians 5.1. Galatians 5.1. And I'm going to tell you that you have been freed from it. You have been freed from it. Galatians 5.1 in the Black Bible is on page 974. Are we there? Galatians 5.1. For freedom, Christ has set us free. That's past tense. Has set. It's done. For freedom, Christ has set us free. What's that word? Stand firm in it. Stand firm in it. Ladies, one of your birthrights as a child of God is our first bullseye, standing in grace. Our second ring in our bullseye is you're standing in some freedom. You're standing in some freedom. Jesus Christ has laid his hands on you and you have been made straight. No more double bent. No more. Again, that's your birthright. Whether or not we choose to walk in our freedom is a different story. Whether or not we choose tomorrow morning to get out of bed and say, today I'm standing in freedom, that's up to you. That's up to me. But it is yours in Christ Jesus. It is yours. It is yours. In Luke 18, in Luke 18, there was a story that Jesus told of a Pharisee and a tax collector, and we're going to close here. A Pharisee, if you're tracking, Luke 8, 18, 9. We'll go to 10. This is Jesus telling the parable. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, verse 11, what's that word? standing by himself, prayed thus, God, I thank you that I am not like the other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, and even like this tax collector. And if you're not familiar with the scriptures, the tax collector was the worst of the worst. He was a traitor. He was a traitor to the Jews, worst of the worst in that society, to the Jews. <clears throat> Twelve, I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all I get. This is the Pharisee talking. But the tax collector, what's that word? Standing far off, standing far off says to God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And I need to talk quickly to those of you who are standing far off right now. By your own accord, you're standing far off. I need to tell you, Jesus is inviting you to come near. He's inviting you to stand in his grace for the rest of your life and into eternity forever in his presence. Don't stand far off anymore. Come in. With that attitude of the tax collector, have mercy on me, a sinner. That's where we got to be. But if that is your heart, have mercy on me, a sinner, you've got his grace. And he says, come on in. Come on in to that bullseye. You are forgiven. You are standing in grace. And now you are standing in freedom. And you will be made right. You will be made right. You will be made right. Jesus is inviting you close.
I want to lead. If there is anyone in this room today that does not know Jesus Christ as Savior, I want to make that opportunity available to you. I want to leave out of here with anyone not having the opportunity to become a Christian. And so we are going to, I'm going to lead you through a prayer. There's nothing special about the words, um, but I just want to maybe give voice and words to the, maybe the way your heart is feeling. Wanting Jesus to be your savior, wanting to get in that bullseye, wanting to have perfect standing in righteousness and wanting to stand in grace and in freedom. And then several others we'll talk about next session. That's yours as a birthright of Jesus Christ. So I'm going to ask that all of us repeat these words after me um, so that uh, we can join those of us who are going to, among us, who are going to be sisters, our sisters in Christ, and we're going to make them feel as welcome as possible. We want to support them as they make this choice. So I'm going to ask that everyone repeat these words after me. And if it is the desire of your heart in this place to become a Christian, that you would say it to Jesus from the bottom of your heart. Lord Jesus, thank you for saving me. Thank you for coming and living a perfect life and dying on a cross for my sins. Thank you for raising to life three days later. And thank you for calling me to stand in grace today. Thank you for making my standing righteous. I ask you, Jesus, today to forgive all my sin. And I will love you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 If that was you, um, I would like you to tell your group leader, we are not going to uh, put you on parade. We're not going to make you come to the altar. We're not going to make you do any of that. But I would just ask that we want to celebrate with you. We want to support you. If that was you, um, could you please tell your group leader um, at your tables, um, and and we will celebrate our pants off. Not literally. We're going to edit that off too. Uh, But we will celebrate with you that you are standing in grace. Amen? Amen, amen, amen. Awesome. What a, uh, what a great lesson I um, really thought. I don't know of anything better that we could celebrate today of women that were walking in darkness and now are walking in light and freedom and grace. So please, if that is a first-time decision or a, a new decision or a redecision, please let your group leaders know so that we can um, pray and encourage you. Just a couple quick announcements. I wanna, um, we're gonna go into group discussion for about 15 minutes and then we're gonna have a bathroom break. There are actually snacks out there as well um, that you guys can have. And remember, we're gonna, we're gonna eat out there. Um, also, we wanna really make sure that this um, place here is really done to um, pray with women for ministry. So we ask if you want to fellowship and talk, that you just kind of take it out to the foyer. So if there are some women in here that just want um, to pray or to go into deeper discussion, they can do that without being overwhelmed. Um, Also, too, don't forget about war. Um, Sex trafficking has really been on my heart for a while, so I'm so happy um, that they are here to do this. Especially having a daughter, it just becomes really, really real. Um, and so I just want to let you know that a three, they told me every $300 of support, a woman is in a safe house for one month. 
Talk about putting what we learned today into practice. That that woman now is in grace and in freedom, right, for at least a month. So please go out there and talk to them. I'm sure they will take donations outside of um, purchasing these two. But also, I love the fall. I love Thanksgiving, but I also love Christmas, right? And so Christmas is right around the corner. I, corner. I just want to show you one of the ornaments that are out there. Um, I bought this for my mother-in-law. I'm trying to earn some brownie points, right? Um, so I bought this. It's a great time to shop, right? It's a great time to shop for Christmas. Um, they told me you shop for yourself. That way your husband doesn't have to get involved. Um, so you can do that. Um, I, I love Christmas decorations. Um, I get that honestly from my father. But if you just want to go out there and make a purchase, I also bought one of the Mud Love bracelets that say hope so that I know, man, when I see and when I wear this bracelet that I can pray for these women because now they have hope. Um, and so please, please go out there um, and talk with them. So just to recap, we're going to go into group discussion, and then please, please feel free to go out, use the restroom, grab a snack, fellowship with one another. All right, thank you guys.